You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit, but your feast is nearly over. This is not my hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. Why aren't you laughing? From this moment on, none of you are safe. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast that explores the Dark Knight Library. I am your host, Ryan Lauer. You can follow the Batman Book Club on Twitter at TheBatmanBC. You can also email for questions, comments, recommendations, or anything Batman at all at TheBatmanBC at gmail.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Lauer underscore Ryan, Lauer spelled like lower. Now, joining me on today's show from the Let's Go podcast, it's Justin Kowalski. Well, hello, Justin. Hey, 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 hey. I'm so excited I'm, to be here. <laughs> Good. I'm excited to talk to you. Oh, my. Uh, hey, not just, just indicated that. <laughs> yeah. And talk to you like through like a voice instead of just through texting and Twitter and all yeah. the social medias. <laughs> so anybody that's probably listening is probably very familiar with Justin Kowalski. You've been around these parts, but in case Lurking. this is the first time they've heard your angelic voice. Yes. Tell us about the Let's Go universe. Yeah, uh, so we we have uh, two shows that come out. Uh, one, the flagship, not as much as it used to, just because uh, my host with me, my host with me, uh, my buddy Kelly, who does it with me, he's just been so busy. And that's mo- more so we talk more about pop culture, music, movies, TV, and stuff like that. I mean, it, it fringes into like comic-y things, but my, my buddy Kelly is not a comic reader. He is a, you know... He likes the movies and stuff, but, you know, he doesn't know, you know, Batman from Star-Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I appreciate those characters. But uh, but on the, the Let's Go comic show, which way more frequent uh, of a show. So uh, that's me and my buddy, Matt Ritchie, and we record. And that's pretty much a weekly show. Um, and, yeah, we talk about comics, comic movies, comic TV shows, everything that, that's about comics. We we kind of kind of hit and uh, just depending on what's kind of at. You know what's hot at the moment? Uh, what is some you know, some news or maybe a book we just really love? And so, the occasional like you know movie review, like co- like movie commentary, which mm-hmm. I think are um, sometimes I'm like, oh man, who wants to listen to a commentary? But sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's like we're just watching a movie. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun show. I love doing it. Um, it's it's been it's been it's actually been really good. It's been giving us some really fun opportunities. So. Um, if you like comics, especially if you like Batman or other heroes that put on tights, uh, check out the show. I would love it. The, After you listen to the show, is, of course. Oh, bless you. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really awesome because you guys cover almost like the whole spectrum. It's not just designated of it's only DC or it's only Marvel or it's only, uh, I don't know, image or anything like yeah. that. And it's not specific to just one hero from Marvel. You guys kind of cover a lot of ground to where I'm like, yeah, I don't know Which how you it- do it. I don't know how yeah, you do it. Makes it. it hard. It makes it hard. I mean, you really like, you, yeah. you, you're like, oh, we should have talked about this. But, you know, it's, you know, you only have so much time. And so it's, it's like a conversation, really. Like we started mm-hmm. it because we'd have these, you know, ever since, you know, 2008, we've been hanging out and, uh, you know, go to the comic store, get a Slurpee. And we're like, man, we should do a podcast. <laughs> we finally decided <laughs> hey, in 2017, I think we were like, okay, let's do this. I think Took all podcast ideas start by people having Slurpees. Yeah, yeah, as it as it should. You know, as it should. You know what? Podcast. 
All right. So before we get to today's book, I want to ask you a question that I ask everybody that's been on thus far. And what is Justin Kowalski's favorite Batman story? Oh, hands down, Batman Year One. Year One. I love Batman. Year one. I love it. It is. Mm. Um, when people talk about like, oh, Frank Miller, like you know, he revolutionized Batman with the Dark Knight Returns. I say, oh, contraire, my fair, mon frere, my frere. Mm-hmm. My frere. <laughs> my frere. My frere. <laughs> on contraire. My mon frere. Mon char, whatever. However, however they say that. I say, read Batman Year One. That book is phenomenal. I And I think I read it. Like Your parents, they buy you comics. They don't have any idea what they're buying you when you're younger. You know, I, I got kind of this collected edition. It was just called Batman Collection One. And in it was like, you know, Batman Year One. Dark Knight Returns, and like kind of a book that kind of felt like it was part of that universe. I think it was called Catwoman, uh, Her Sister's Keeper. It was like some, I don't know who wrote it, but I believe, I know Ed Hannigan did the artwork, I think. Anyways, kind of felt very like, yeah, this is the next part of year one. I think she trained with Wildcat or something. But uh, I read that thing, and it just, it grabbed me. And, and the David Mazzucchelli art is, is is so beautiful. Like, I'm still waiting for the best collected edition of it. Like, I mean, I have the issues because I went back and got them. And then I have like two different like trades. But, you know, I've heard that the absolute's not great. Or, or maybe it is. And it's just not, it's just not easy to get. But anyways, I, I just adore that book. I actually just rewatched the movie the other day, which I feel doesn't do it justice. You know, there's just parts where I'm like, eh, I didn't feel as gritty to me. But yeah, th- that just that the way it paints, you know, Batman's origin, the way um, it doesn't overdo it. It doesn't get it uh, like twisted into so many like unnecessary plot turns, you know, there's no weird, like, you know, love interests and things like that. I just, I love that. It's like straight up. It's almost a Jim Gordon story too. It's like a Jim Gordon Mm -hmm. meets Bruce Wayne story. I would actually say it's more of a Jim Gordon story when you, when you really like, you know, break it down, but it's just so perfectly told. And I think it's why I have, you know, problems with zero year. I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's really, it really is the, the perfect Batman origin where Superman's had like, you know, seven of them. And they all have parts that are great, you know, for all seasons and things like that. Who cares about Superman? This is a Batman show. But you have you have this story, and it they've really built on top of it instead of like, well, here's another version of his origin. Here's another version. They've just said, oh, well, the next thing is Long Halloween. It builds on what was, you know, the bricks that they put there. And that's why I love it, because it's birthed so many great stories, you know. And I'm sure, you're, 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 you know, you've talked about that that book on this show and episode you know, one with Peter yeah. Vera. What, what? With P- hey, my guy in Jersey. Hey, my name's Pete. <laughs> like comics. Check out this. I'm book not even going to try. I'm not going to try and do a Peter Vera, yeah. mission, but Ryan Host is a pretty decent one. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yours he, is pretty good too. Yours is good. My, and mine's just generic Jersey guy. Pete's a, Pete's a fun uh, guy. I got to hang out with Pete and he's, he's fun. So uh, it is, it is on our to-do list. It will yeah, happen. But one day, um, the family I mean, will say, be brought together. Yeah. <laughs> it will. The signal will shine. To add that quick on how you said a, a basically a copy that I guess would make you completely happy. I'm I kind of want the absolute edition, but I think it's kind of pricey for just the same story printed twice. And like I, I think this the half of it that's printed is like the original version and like original paper. And it's kind of like if they could just do that print that in a like a deluxe edition that's the version that i'd want yeah um i kind of am interested in the recolored stuff and the original yeah. colored stuff you know uh 
you know, I think they, they missed it on the first uh, take in the printed, you know, in the issues. When they recolored it, it, just, it worked better for me, too. It was where I think my first copy that I ever had was a weird Warner Brothers version. Like, it was a WB Books. And it wasn't, like, it didn't say DC Comics on it. It said Warner Brothers Publishing. What? Yeah, it was really weird. I, I, I don't even know where that copy is anymore. But <laughs> you, threw yeah. the, you threw it in the trash. Threw the trash. <laughs> I was like, what is this? I read DC <laughs> this <is> garbage. comics. <laughs> What's this WB garbage? So, Batman Year One, I love it. It's, it, it, it definitely has left uh, an imprint on my heart. And there are some scenes, like, I love that Made It Into Batman Begins, you know, in influence, yeah. not really, you know, beat for beat. But I, I did wish the, the part where he's at the dinner party, I wish they would have got that. Because mm-hmm. that's, that right there is Batman's, like, you know, making himself known to the powers that be, you know, that just needs to happen. And so hopefully one day somebody, um, you know, puts Batman in a suit and on a table with some food (laughs) and some candles. So let's see. see uh, Those few lines that are in this show's intro that you mixed. So uh, that's right. Yeah. So dropping that real quick of Justin Kowalski, Mr. DJ helped uh, (laughs) mix the intro. (laughs) You know, DJ just... Kowalski. <laughs> That's right, dude. Batman There's a reason one. it's a classic. It's ever, it's yeah. many people's favorite. Yeah. Um, and if, if you want to runner up, sorry, I know you didn't ask me, but like, I think the latest curious. was it the Batman annual that came out this year by Tom King. And it had a multitude of artists on it. It was actually really great. Cause it, it hit every like Batman trope, or, like story ever, like kind of told. And put them all into one issue. And it was incredible. It was like Alfred's kind of journal. And, you know, Grant Morrison tried to do that and, you know, maybe pass or fail on some of the stuff. He tried to validate all the past stories. This was just an amazing way of telling, you know, crime, like detective story to bizarre, you know, monster type dragon stuff to like, you know, back to street level stuff. Anyways. Yeah, it's such a great story, and I know it's modern. It just came out, but it's 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 a contender for a great Batman story. So, sorry. Well, and that the co- the cover instantly to me made me think Year One. Uh, oh yeah, the, well, the, the the coloring and then the suit. Something about it. I know it's not straight up Mazzucchelli yeah. suit, but something about it, and it's kind of like simplicity, simplicity, and it's and it's lighting and stuff. It, it just if anything that looks Year One. That reminds me of Year One. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think. I think that era evokes, you know, that vibe. I, you know, I, I definitely think they nailed something with that. And, you know, I think most Batman fans kind of revere that, that era and that feeling and mm-hmm. something about it feels right. And yeah, I believe that was Lee Weeks who did the cover. Yeah. He's, a, he's an incredible artist. And so yeah, he is. actually, actually glad to see him popping back up. So, so yeah, check out Batman annual uh, number four as well. Batman annual. And if you haven't read Batman year one, why don't you go ahead and check that one out too? Oh, yeah. Uh, but as for today's book. Yeah. <laughs> so I I reached out to you because instantly in thinking of the show, I started coming up with a list of people. And I was like, oh, Justin Kowalski, another bat bro, another bat boy. Uh, let's see. I want him to come on. And you enthusiastically said yes. And it took you no time at all when I said, hey, choose uh, whatever Batman story you want. And you said thrill killer. And I was <laughs> like, yes, I've never heard of it before. Oh my gosh! I'm not kidding. I'd never heard of it before, and I'm like, how how have I how have I missed this? So obviously, I've never read it before either. And so then it was very simple. 
went online on Amazon, bought them. They just actually last year, which I keep up with whenever they re-release uh, in new trades or whatever. And they released a new edition last year of Thrill Killer. Other than that, it, it was originally called Batgirl and Robin Thrill Killer. It was a three-issue mini-series Elseworld story released in 97. Yeah. And then they did a follow-up the following year, Batgirl and Batman Thrill Killer 62. I don't know how many versions they've released over the years, the collected, but I just know that I got last year's version, and that's what I've read twice. Yeah. Hey, Which versions do you have? Um, I have the... I, I See, I never had 62. I just had... Uh, issues one through three when they came out long ago when I was a young buck I was just like what is this yeah <laughs> you know but then I I do actually have the collected version that came out last year as well um, nice. so I was like oh cool I'm gonna get I'll get the you know 62 part and so yeah it was just you know just going to why I picked it up it just mm-hmm. popped really off the the cover like I was like what is this you know as I I used to tr- buy so many comics and mm-hmm. I used to buy like everything that I could. That was like DC. Oh, I'm going to buy all the DC books. And I wouldn't always buy all the Elseworld stories. So this is an Elseworlds and um, mm-hmm. it doesn't say so on the cover of the new trade. It just says Batman throw killer, but um, the original, but we know. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We, we know. We it's, know. Elseworlds. <laughs> it's a we world know. that's it's somewhere world. else. <laughs> the the internet, I think I looked up one of the characters in the story and it said it was Earth 37. I don't know who created the whole Earth's, like, which stories, what Earth and whatever, if it doesn't distinctly say it. But it's Earth 37. Yeah. And so, all right, cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I, me, probably, so coming back, coming out in 97, I was not able to buy comics as they came out or anything. But had I seen it and not seen Batman on the cover, I probably wouldn't have bought it because I, mm-hmm. I was such a loyalist. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad that you brought it to my attention. And of course, I was just going to get it. But like as I got older, if it's not Batman and it's Robin and Batgirl and as in Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon, then I'm like, oh, I'm totally in. If Batman's not in it and those two are in it, like those are my those are my plan B and I'm good with it. Yeah, it was just I don't know what I don't know what about it made sense to me. I don't know. I think it was just, maybe it was just Robin wearing a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know, man. It was just, it just looked really cool. Maybe Austin Powers just came out, and I was just like, it felt like this. this it felt like it oh might have connected, like the darker side of it. I don't know. I mean, Austin right, Powers it it, it, never made me think of Batman, <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? Like that, I feel like these, this kind of would fit in the dark underside. If if Austin Powers was like a like a serious take on like you know 60s crime. True. Like, okay. This is where Thrill Killer like exists. You know, if if you're just listening here and you're like, is this a silly book? It's not. It's it's definitely like rooted no. in 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 the muck of Gotham City in in the midst of like all the you know Vietnam War and like you know this, this like sexual revolution stuff like that. It's 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 in the midst of that. Let's talk about Thrill Killer first, and then we can talk about Thrill Killer sixty two, written by Howard Chaikin, oh, drawn yeah. by Dan Brereton. Brereton, Brereton, I like Brereton. It's Brereton, yeah. Like you said, the the art pops out first. Instantly with the cover, I thought that that was unique. But then in getting in some of the pages, so it's a painted it's a painted format, yeah. and it instantly made me think of the like sixties Batman tops cards. I think they oh, were tops. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about the deck that came with the 60s show and the 
the Blu-ray, whatever special edition thing or whatever. And it came with little, little trinkets. It came with a a deck of those cards and that's instantly what I thought of with this. And so to me, that's a, that's a total plus. I think that's, I think that's really unique and sure it can be a little jarring, I guess, but to me it wasn't, it was a, it was an instant attraction. Yeah. Something, I don't know, man, something about his art definitely, it fits, it definitely fits this story too. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they couldn't have picked a better, you know, artist for this. So Fo- I don't know show. Much, no. much other things that he's worked on, uh, to be honest. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I feel like this is probably <laughs> this is probably the best stuff that he's uh he's yeah, he may have worked on. I don't know. This, this I shouldn't is the say best that, that but... he's done. You'd asked me too about what I thought of it, and I said I didn't want to say anything because you know, I can't spoil the suspense. But I really dug this book. Nice. I really dug it. Really dug it. But it will be interesting as we talk about it, connecting the dots, because I read it a second time and I started to think as I was getting close to it on certain things happening and I kind of questioned, okay, if I have to connect the dots, why did this happen? Why did this happen? What's the point? I got a little lost. Okay. So maybe you can connect these dots for me. Oh, man. <laughs> maybe. Now, I don't think I'm going to throw any like curveballs. I think there's just a couple things in which I'll bring up. Uh, as we go through it, we're not going to go like through page by page because that that'd be a marathon. But so the the setting the setting basically it's Elseworlds takes place 1961. I think the the opening pages even show. Okay, so I I'm a really big history buff. I like I like history, especially in like pop culture and plus this, like 60s history. So the first yeah. like couple panels were telling you of basically JFK's you know being president. Elvis and that the Beatles, this is before the Beatles really even took off and that they were John Lennon, Paul McCartney and George Harrison were still playing with Pete Best. They weren't the Beatles yet. And so that's kind of setting, setting the stage of, oh, this is the, this is the era that we're in. The opening pages kind of just really throw you into the action as far as, uh, oh, here's some, here's some crooked cops. Oh, and here's the vigilantes, which Mm -hmm. ends up being Batgirl and Robin who come in and, and break it up and, and all that, all that sh- shizzle. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. They beat, they beat the hell out of them. It's a ruckus. There them. was a ruckus happening. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a, a ruckus. But I think the immediate takeaway from this was just the designs. Mm-hmm. And definitely, like you'd said with uh, so far, Robin's wearing a Letterman's jacket. Batgirl looks pretty Batgirl, except she's just showing she's just showing that that toned ab. Yeah, Abage. you know, <laughs> she's showing off that toned average. But what, what drew to me was that one of these three cops are, is Two-Face, except it's yeah. not Two-Face. His name is Duel. Yeah. You know, like two. Two, yeah. Yeah, he's got two faces. Hey. hey <laughs> And I imagine, so that's like the, I think that's first off the, the most fun for creators with Elseworlds stories is who do we, like what characters do we get to play with? Yeah. What's this new version going to be? Yeah, I, I I think that's what was really cool about about the the whole experiment of Elseworlds is like the twists. You know, as much as like comic fans are purists, like we're like oh you know you know we've been talking about this kind of about the movie stuff. It is kind of fun to see like well what if we twisted it just a little bit? What would happen? Mm-hmm. And or what if we dipped it in this like era? You know. Like, as you're saying, like, dip it in the middle of, like, you know, right at the, the cusp of the 60s popping, you know, like, what would that look like? This is a completely different 60s Batman, you know, like, it's not Adam West. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is, you know, we got these two teenagers 
basically, you know, like what are their mm-hmm. teenage ideals going into like this, you know, kind of fake, like, Hey, everything's going to be great. But like, this is the underbelly of what things are. And like, how, how are they going to, you know, view what's going on and what is their mission? So what a fun world to, to play in. Yeah. So in the, well, you'd say like the, the teenage, like teenagers and stuff. And that's actually part of it too, is the, the history that's laid out in this of back, Batgirl and Robin showing up like on college campuses and for uh, riots and stuff. And you see police fighting students and then there's Batgirl and Robin in the, in the middle of it. But then it's kind of question of like, well, who's the real bad guy in these situations? So they're really playing up to the vigilantes. And the only reason that they're seen as being the negative and the real enemy is because all of GCPD is corrupt, except for your man, Jim Gordon, Jim Gordon, it might right. be Earth 37, but Jim Gordon is still the Jim Gordon that we know and love. And the first introduction is his right-hand man, Detective First, which I thought yeah. was really weird. Detective yeah. First, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Interesting, huh? So, like the – yeah, sorry. Um, I'm like, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Bruce. Uh, Bruce Wayne. Because I'd said with this show, good with any Batman story, it's just Bruce Wayne slash Batman has to play kind of an important role. He doesn't have to be the star, but he's kind of got to play a little bit of an important role here. Yeah. uh, In which he really does as as this detective. Yeah. Uh, He's he's the one that's kind of like Gordon's feeling the pressure from from like the mayor and I don't know, the whole department basically of like, you got to take care of these, these vigilantes. And Bruce is like, he's smarter than the average bear. He knows that like, okay, yes, they're vigilantes, but also I think he's the one that actually brings up the whole question of who's the bad guy in this picture though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, because you know, it's Bruce Wayne, like they couldn't make him completely clueless, you know? And I, and I like that. I like the twist on his origin too. Like, you know, because of, you know, his family was murdered by the, you know, the helpers, and so he loses, you know, he loses the fortune, his way. So he doesn't have that. So he goes into law enforcement and, you know, becomes, you know, you know, you know, whatever, be cop detective. And then um, in, in this like completely terrible, corrupt Gotham City Police Department. Right. But yeah, yeah of course, he's going to be one of the honest guys, you know, his whole origin is it's a twist that works because it's yeah. it's quite different. So therefore, just like you kind of alluded to just a few minutes ago, even of even especially with us comic nerds, we're like, we need it to be different. But hey, don't make it too different. And this yeah. is like this is great. And how he's he's in this, I guess, this small kind of it, it's implied. It's kind of a crummy apartment building. And meanwhile, his old estate. Is where Batgirl and Robin are yeah. shacking up and they've that's their that's their Batcave. Where yeah. bats roam free, even on the first floor, like it's a <laughs> the yeah. whole thing is a cave, and bats roam free. And I thought that was a pretty interesting, like switch. Yeah, compared to what we're used to, and yeah. it works. They kind of explain it to where it works. Yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's fun little twist, man. Again, it feels familiar and fresh, and like this is the movie I want. Like, make this movie that that would be. A- <laughs> That would be a really interesting flick to watch, you know. But yeah, but I, I like how they kind of explain, like you know, Bruce Wayne's mom taught him about fitness, and you know, so mm-hmm. y- you know they have the little montage of him, Michael Keaton sleeping, you know, upside down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so they, they, they get all the. He's working out. He's not yeah. sleeping. He's working out. 
<laughs> but like it, it, they they explain like, okay, so he he's just a detective. Then why is he so, you know, tip top? You know, so they 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 mm-hmm. give they give their little story beats for why it works. But yeah, yeah, and and it's it, they do it the the pacing's really good because I think it's kind of a dense book, but also you get all that that you just said with him and shape and stuff, and it's one page and four panels mm-hmm. with some words, and you kind of like. By by that point, I feel like oh, we get who this Bruce Wayne is. Like we understand this this story's version of Bruce Wayne. And just prior to that, we kind of meet the villain of the story, the head business running the business and all the corruption in Gotham, in that it's the Joker. But I don't think the Joker's ever referred to as the Joker in this. No, not really. It's it's a uh, <laughs> Bianca Bianca Steeplechase. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Wow. Imagine that as a proposal of like, all right, I got this great twist on the Joker. Yeah. It's female. Yeah. And it's not the Joker. Her name is Bianca Steeplechase. Yeah. Well, you know. What? Sweet. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Just again, real, oh, just a real out there take, you know, and predating obviously the, the Flashpoint version, you know, where it's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Martha Wayne. But yeah, it's really, really cool, man. Just a real, like, again, didn't bug me. It was just like, oh, this is interesting. You know, no, n- not at all. And I think that that would could that have been like the first of majorly switching, like switching genders for for one of the villains? Um, possibly. I don't, I don't have I, record I, I on it, but I, I mean, like as far as like I'm aware, there's that like Joker, which like you just said, Flashpoint. There's been Ventriloquist. There's been Two Face. Like those ones just off the top of my head. Not like I keep a record of it or anything, but yeah. it's just like it it's a gutsy thing, I think, to change to to totally change it. And you're changing, oh, instead of male it's gonna be female, or instead of female, it's gonna be male, or something, you know, like that. And that was I feel for the, you know, mid nineties. That's a that's a big change. And I think it totally works here too. Like she is a she is an evil evil woman <laughs> oh yeah and so yeah there, there is a scene in the book where it's it's like where where she's rolling with a well duel duel <laughs> detective duel you know yeah where she kind of looks like prince from the bat dance video oh my gosh it's true yeah i got that so, open on that page right now <laughs> yeah in the in the yeah um i just remember like oh that i always thought that like it looks like bat dance hmm. you know, maybe they yeah. were Maybe they were inspired by. Yeah, maybe he had. Maybe he had some inspirations. But yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know if, what what else like specifically you want to cover in it. Like I, I, I love the historical. Like again, like you were saying, like it being rooted in that. Um, I love all the twists are just so um, interesting and like it, it, not and and they're surprising, but not surprising as if that makes sense. Like it mm-hmm. feels, it feels right. It feels like, man, this, this makes, it makes a lot of sense. You know, even when, even with the, you know, you're not getting your traditional Batman in this book, you know, but, um, you know, having Robin it, be, you know, there first and all that stuff. It's heavily rooted in the noir genre. Yeah. It's very oh, mature yeah. without being too, uh, too mature. Like, it's kind of like, I think it's kind of like a, a heavy PG thirteen, if you will. Mm. Oh, um, I I feel like it's R, man. Oh yeah, I, I do. I really do. Hmm. You no, know, maybe. But. I mean, I can't. I can't disagree. It's just I, I definitely got a very mature tone with it. So in this in this first part, so the original miniseries, there was you know you have a different take on the Joker, different takes on Batman, Batgirl. I think 
Robin, well, Robin and Batgirl basically they pretty much stay like the same as you see Robin instead of it, him being, but no, they still have the same origin, which we get through this, except he was kind of banished from the circus and he was a witness instead of being involved in it. And in this case, the Joker, sorry, Bianca was part of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's okay. There's my first question. It, it seems like it jumps to a part where uh, one panel where she's on the phone, and she basically she wants to take out the what are their names in this? Is it Richard Gray Stark or something? Yeah, he was Grouse Stark. Grouse Stark. Okay. Richard Grouse Stark. Because because so, why not? Well, uh, I, yeah, I'm thinking like maybe he's from you know maybe he's from a European circus you know travelers. You know, and then you know Richard Grayson's mm-hmm. is his American name. So Bianca wants to take out his family. I don't know, like why? Because when it, they there's a there's a fight that she's involved with with those two and some of her some of her police, and so she just think, oh, that looks like this random guy named Richard, and then that's why she's like, okay, we need to take out the Graysons at the circus or Gray Stark. I'm not going to stop doing that. <laughs> Stark. Grostock. but that's it's it didn't necessarily bother me or take me out of the story but it's like she called for this hit mm-hmm. and i don't know, really know how she got there or, or why yeah <laughs> we're, we're gonna have to call up uh howard shaken <laughs> i mean if you don't have an answer that's that's fine yeah, I just, I really, yeah i don't i don't i'm um and it's i hope it's not nitpicky it just it seems yeah. sudden reading the second time that's yeah. all it just seems sudden but that has its own, like its own ramifications too. Well, uh, I think I think it's because, and I don't know if this is a cop out, but I think it's because I think they're trying to evoke the storytelling of that time too. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know, like, oh, you know, are are we going to explain every little thing? You know, is it? Yeah, is it just going to be kind of this pulpy? Because it's very pulpy, you know, and that's kind of my uh, my take, you know. And I think it works for because they use it as a it's an important part of the story. What happens after that moment leads to something I'll get to here in a second, which leads to something in Thrill Killer 62. So it's like it is like a this happens. They build on if it just happened and was never addressed and was left alone. I think then it'd stand out as a little bit more like, eh, it, eh. <laughs> that felt yeah. forced. Uh, but, no, I feel, yeah, but right, at, right after. I think right after she gets the idea of taking out the the circus people, we'll just call them the circus people. We get this world's version of Catwoman, which is a a dancer at the scratching post who has <laughs> <laughs> she has her own special that she tries to lure Bruce Detective First Bruce Wayne to come inside uh, because she has some first. new move, <laughs> and she she looks quite different as yeah. well. Oh, a sure. short haired blonde. Instead yeah. of our what we're usually accustomed to, but we don't know her for very long because she dies. Yeah. <laughs> yep. She did. Guess who's responsible? Bianca. Bianca's steeple chase. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> I can't say Gross Stark, but I I will not ever Gross forget Steeplechase. Uh we don't need like the whole story is it's just such a I mean, it, it evolves. She's in, she's involved with drugs. Bruce is trying to stop it. Batgirl and Robin are trying to stop it. And certainly enough, like I'm fast forwarding through here, but we get a little bit of backstory of Barbara and why her and her and her dad aren't getting along. They don't get along. 
And we we lead in a sense to this another confrontation between this dynamic duo and Bianca, in which she takes out Robin with her evil evil tongue. Yep. Like I I mean that's how that's how you can teach your kids not to kiss not to kiss uh somebody because their tongues are poison. Well, you know, he should have had rubber lips. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that would have stopped it. Come but on. That's how I Batman mean, and Robin Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah, that's where they got it. Like these were come this came out a couple months before that movie, so they did a quick reshoot of like we we're stuck. We don't know what we're supposed to do. Rubber lips. If he'd have had rubber lips in that comic book. He'd have survived. <laughs> he would have survived. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> and then it's 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 alluded to. So we've seen Duel. Uh, it's alluded to there towards the end of the story of Harvey Dent and prosecuting. And that's where I, I think that was the first time that we could realize of like, oh, Duel is not Harvey Dent. It's mm-hmm. just Duel. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. But basically the, I mean, so the original thrill killer just kind of ends with Bruce discovers that Barbara is Batgirl. He helps her. Robin dies. Yeah. Spoilers. It, it does. A, yeah. <laughs> it does a, it does a quick summary at the end that Bianca basically, she got away and she's, she's hiding in plain sight as somebody else. But, uh, Bruce gets to suit up in the last page. Yeah. This is his first time in the suit. So I think that would have possibly, well, I guess none of the covers in the original series uh, gave anything away, but there. Well, I guess there's like a, a Batman shadow lurking that I'd have been kind of. I think I'd have been a little pissed to the very last page of the last issue is when I see Batman. Uh huh. So the first, so Thrill Killer itself, that first story, it's pretty dense. I think. Yeah. I think it's a great noir story. There's a lot to it. That's. I enjoyed reading it the first time. I enjoyed it almost just as much the second time because it was. I got the basis of the story. I know where it's headed. So now I can take a little bit more time I don't know looking at each each panel kind of absorbing and connecting which is the only reason that I even thought of the whole Bianca circus circus question mm-hmm. but yeah I, you know I, I don't know I don't feel like I've breezed over it I, I just for for whatever reason I'm not I'm not making the uh that connection you know that that question didn't rise up yeah so oh, that's how I was too though I took my time reading it even a second time and I had some questions and I just think that's just there's something about it where it's it's dense. It's not just a quick, uh, simple read. There's there's connecting this and that and this and that. And I mean, not like there's any oh my gosh twist at the very end or anything. Yeah. Uh, but I just think this Joker is just the factoring into almost every decision in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I, it's more like it was like this sick power play. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll, I'll get him. You know, I don't know. No, I think so. Bianca. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Steeplechase. <laughs> I so, want to know the history behind these names, to be honest. Like, <laughs> what inf- what informed that, you know? Where did that come from? You know, at least they didn't go like, you know, Jane Napier or something, you know? Yeah. Jim Miller. <laughs> Bob. I was going to say, number, that number one guy. I, one thing that I noticed in uh, the the follow up sixty two, I felt mm-hmm. like the art. I felt like it was sloppier in some spots. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I was gonna say let's mean. let's let's jump into sixty two now. Yeah, but I can see that. Like you obviously know, oh, this is the same guy. It it still looks good. Yeah, oh, definitely looks. It's I mean, it's still incredible. It's just I feel like oh, it's maybe just not as uh, maybe it was rushed. I don't know. 
Yeah. So one of the so in this one they kind of went crazy with some different versions of characters. So yeah, like I just wrote down and correct me or jump in with any I may have missed, but we do get more of Joker. We do actually get a quick picture of Harvey Dent. We get Edward Nigma, yep, the psychiatrist. We get a Killer Croc, just called Croc. Uh, Dinah Lance, Roy Harper, and then mm. Harley Quinn. Yeah, and her name is actually Haley. Haley Fitzpatrick. Haley Fitzpatrick. <laughs> of course, because if it's not Harley Quinn, yeah, it's Haley Fitzpatrick. Haley Fitzpatrick. Well, it's very like you know these names. I think it gives it more like, you know, it makes it more legitimate if you're telling this in in the era. That sounds mm-hmm. like a, a character that would be, you know, in in you know, in some pulpy movie you're like Haley Fitzpatrick, you know. Yeah. It it just makes it more uh I don't know. Makes it more legitimate to me and I'm okay with it. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't I mean I don't have a problem. I wasn't thrown off. I'm just like, what? Yeah. It's Harley, it's not Haley. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, and Roy Harper, huh? Yeah. Okay, Dinah Lance. That didn't change. I think I don't think yeah. that changed. It was still Dinah. Yeah. Yeah, Dinah Lance, Dinah Drake. So the the point of sixty two was almost just of the fallout, and I think it was to, hey, let's follow up with how is Bruce doing as Batman. I didn't mention that the original Thrill Killer ended. He was kind of on the run, right? Because he was accused yeah. of murder. Yeah, he was framed for he was framed for uh, Catwoman's murder. That's right. Yeah, and so he's he's suited up as Batman. Barbara's got guilt. I don't know if you call it PTSD. Yeah, but she does have incidents where she's just sleepwalking around the Wayne estate and she's just apologizing to apologizing to Robin. Mm -hmm. In which Alfred's there and Bruce sees her and Alfred basically just says like, "Yeah, this is just kind of what she does," and I think that's that's her point in this is her fallout and the guilt that she's feeling like she, she forced the the circus accident from thrill killer and therefore ended up forcing the, you know, forcing Bianca steeplechase her moves that led to his death and all that. So it's weird. I know to say that, like I enjoyed it, but I was, I was into it. Like that was kind of a captivating story. I think. Yeah, it's it's a funny workaround to get to the status quo of Batman. You know, it mm-hmm. feels like they're headed there. Like, we're going to get to, you know, what seems normal to you. Yeah. And, and then there's a little bit of, like, and, and then they change a little bit. You, you know, you get, like, the, you know, Barbara. Then she's, you know, I don't know. There's some, like, then she's Robin for a second. You know, you get all that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I thought, is it going to end with... Uh, you know, is there not? Was it going to end? What were they going to go? And maybe it didn't sell well. Were they going to continue? Like, oh, sixty three, we were going to get like, you know, some more, some other characters. You know, were we going to get? You know, we get Roy. Kind of looks like he's gonna kind of be in there as a. Mm-hmm. You're, I'm assuming he was like a Robin-y like character. You know, he's like mm-hmm. hanging out. But like, were we going to maybe get like a Jason Todd and to you know what is? I would have loved to have kind of seen this stories keep going. You know. Such a, int- I th- I just think it was one of my favorite of the the Elseworlds. It feels like like I can smell it if that makes sense. Like when you read <laughs> the book, you can smell like the rain and the cigarette smoke. And you know, I just smelled my book. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's not a scratch and sniff flower. <laughs> but you, huh. I don't know. That makes don't sense. Know. Like they, they did such a great job with creating the atmosphere of the book 
And um, that's what I was looking for the whole time. This is very atmospheric, and that sells me completely on yeah. an atmospheric book that I can totally dig. The original and then the follow up, both just I don't know, such sixties. Obviously, I wasn't alive then, but I've seen a lot of TV and movies and documentaries and stuff that it just seems so fitting. And it, I, it's, it's a really cool design. Yeah. And it's and it's definitely not the it's not the the scrubbed up, you know, happy 60s that you always get like in the TV shows back then. Like mm-hmm. this is a look. This is a definitely like a look back to what it really was like, you know, because you didn't see this type of stuff uh, on the TV stuff and then reruns and whatever. So, Yeah. Uh, I really like it. I I really think that this one would benefit in the absolute edition as well because I think the art needs to be seen on a bigger scale. Yeah, that would be sweet. You know, it's it's like I, I feel like a lot of the pages in here are, are pinups, um, not in a mm-hmm. weird way. <laughs> well, some of them probably in a weird way, but yeah, some. <laughs> but uh, such great character designs and uh, like if you I don't know what well you had the same I think you had the same trait as me. It even they made some mm-hmm. action figures and stuff too, like to kind of celebrate the Elseworlds and so. You know, I'd actually love to track one down, like the Batman. They made a Batman in a in a Batgirl, Elseworld. So um, I don't know if they made Robin, but yeah, love to love to obtain one of those figures for the Bat he, Shelf. Yeah, hashtag Bat Shelf. Hashtag yeah, bat. the I think, and he even mentioned so the uh, the artist Dan. Yeah, he he'd even Art. said of that like at this time, you know, that Harley was still pretty new. Mm-hmm. And so he, he yeah, said he talked to Paul Denny, and Denny gave him his blessing that he could he could use this, and he kind of and he talked with him about like some ideas of what she could wear, like and I think Denny said something suggested like go go boots and a short skirt, mm-hmm. and he and Dan he really liked Tim's original version, the the original version from like the comics, so I think that is almost like the closest aside from Batgirl. I think Batgirls is very close to her design in this whole thing is very close to what we've seen before with her. But other than that, I think Harley Quinn's is really, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a, it's a onesie, oh, but it's Black very Canary. similar in black. Canary. Oh yeah. 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 Yep. Black Canary. <laughs> black Canary. She's like, Oh, they've been waiting. Like, Hey, we can, she, there was really no, <laughs> there's no changes. I mean, they, they even went to the classic, like she's wearing a wig type of thing, you know? Yeah. I think black Canary is actually the one that was the most, <laughs> the most true to, uh, you know, how she's been portrayed. So, yeah, so I mean, I didn't get really too much into like the depths of the story here. It's, I mean, I think it's more so of just like Joker. She kind of comes back. Well, she's been there the whole time. And they're discovering it's a slightly revenge tale of Batgirl wants to get back at her, and which she she doesn't kill her, but she doesn't save her. She basically kills her. Don't have to. Uh, he pulled a racial goal. Sure did. I don't have to save you. Let me ask you this real quick. So okay. Otto Otto Saunders. The bad dude. He, I think he was made up for the story. I don't, I think he's an original character in this, but there was something of, he seemed like mad scientist there towards the end when he's got Bruce strapped down and yeah. he's got a, he's got a monocle, which is always a bad sign in a comic book story. Yeah. And you were alluding to like a, almost like a pinup that, that image is, I think a pinup or like, their version of like a take of those old like fifties comic covers or something. And it's like, what, what's going to happen? Open up the page yeah. and find out. But oh, he, yeah. makes some kind of, he makes some kind of comment of like, Oh, he says, I'm going to show our unwelcome visitor just how much cold can hurt. And his, yeah. 
His hair is silvery, and I'm kind of like, hold on, is this like a a freeze well, type? Yeah, thing I, I always thought that because what was the what was the name of the actor from the sh- the sixty show? wasn't wasn't it Otto 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 Preminger? Yeah, yeah. So I, I just thought maybe that was just an homage to that. Gotcha. Because I mean, yeah. it didn't show anything. I don't know. He's he to me, he kind of felt like a random character. And then, yeah, I was just trying to find a connection of like, what take of this is that? So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's what he is, to be honest. Like, you don't talk about cold <laughs> and Gotham. Yeah. And not And not have some kind of like, you know, shtick, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that was their their way of like, uh, you know, getting getting him in there. So yeah. Well, and then as so then the ending is basically of just kind of like uh, tying everything together of what's going on. But I, I think what you can only do in Elseworlds stories is it ends on a dark note. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm not like all for death and murder, but like I don't know. It, instead of just like oh happily ever after, everybody's having the best day. It, it ends with Haley. Basically, yeah, yeah. killing killing her parents and her brother, and then she's on the run, and then it's just like, yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that was a that was like, hey, we're we're gonna we're gonna revisit this place, and I just feel like they didn't. Yeah, so th- it makes sense. I didn't necessarily. I don't know why I didn't even think about it until you just you just mentioned it of if they were thinking of maybe let's do a follow up or something, and I was like, I don't know what would be where would they go with it, but it's almost like this this Harley Quinn could be the substitute to the, for the Joker that we know of just kind of chaos, you know? Cause I think that last image kind of, it, it kind of implies that of like, what the hell happened with her? But yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if they wanted to like go in, you know, now that we're, we're like, geez, we're so many years removed from this book coming out. We're like, this book came out. Was it like 90, 97? 90, well, this one came out in 98. This year, 98. Like, so. Yeah. So we're like 20 something years. <laughs> from mm-hmm. when this book came out and so you know they could have went and they could do a gotham city sirens type of thing like poison ivy and her you know Ooh, they yeah. could do something like that i mean obviously no catwoman because she's dead but <laughs> you, could you imagine the scarecrow in this like this universe and this style of art yeah like what would he be you know scarecrow is one of my favorites but everyone's played pretty straight though like i mean besides like croc but you know mm-hmm. he's like he's presented as some kind of skin condition type of thing. Right. But like the fantastical things aren't really there. There's the weird, there's the, you know, like we just talking about with Otto, there's the, the science type of like torture going on. But I, you know, I think Scarecrow would probably just be probably just a scientist that, you know, puts fear, but I don't think he'd be, he's going to be all Scarecrowed out. Uh, you know, it'd be a little more subdued or it would just be, you know, maybe he wears a, a lab coat <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, and maybe he wears a mask or something that he puts on. I don't, I don't know. You know, he, he, similar to like Batman Begins where he put it on, he, you know, not the case he was wearing a mask all the time, but he he, he did for the, the sake of the experiment. And so, I don't know. It'd be fun. I, I actually really wish they, they'd come and revisit it again, you know, like yeah. take us, take us, uh, you know, throughout the whole 60s. Because I think there's, uh, I think there's a lot of story to explore there. And Howard Chaykin's crazy anyways, dude. He's. Like he, <laughs> he he just writes crazy stuff. I, it would be great. It would be great to revisit. Dan, so. Dan's not that busy. He needs work. Come on, <laughs> come on, Dan. Come on, so, Dan. Yeah, yeah, I would like. Uh, I I'd be in. Like if if they got the same creative team. Yeah. Or you know what? Maybe make one of. The, I don't know, man. I, every time I say they should make a 
a direct to the video version of this and i'm i always get a little disappointed in those like i haven't mm-hmm. found one besides under the red hood that i really loved under the you red know? hood enhanced and did a better version than the than yeah. the comic i think it's a better version oh, yeah. than the comic they, they did they did a great job of adapting it and yeah and making it less you know it made it was a little more straightforward and mm-hmm cohesive story because that comic was all over the place dude to be honest i think it went on for i think mm-hmm. it took a break in the middle of it but <laughs> but we're not yeah. talking about under the red Hood. we're not no but that would be that'd be a cool direct to animate it but the my only issue is in a sense i liked the hush version but when people think of hush what do they say uh, they comment on jim lee's art and yeah. the cartoon is the same style that they've been doing for the past how many years so yeah. for a story that stands out because of the art the movie, the look was like, yeah, it's just more of the same. And I think I would be like, Thrill Killer, the art is this, such a standout. And yeah, it would end up being really more to. of the same. I mean, they would have, it's the same reason why I, I don't think they've adapted Kingdom Come because mm-hmm. it has to have that look. You got to get mm-hmm. that painted, that look. So maybe it would, maybe it doesn't work. So maybe it's a, maybe it's an HBO miniseries. I don't know. <laughs> like, I would love that. Who do we cast? That would be great. Who, who's Bruce Wayne? Oh my gosh, I'm terrible at casting. John Hamm. There you Everyone go. Everyone wants it. He would be Everybody great. Everybody wants John Hamm as a Bruce yeah, Wayne. This could he work. would work. I mean, he would work in this. Yeah. Like, if they were going to do a thrill killer adaption, mm-hmm. dude, John Hamm is Batman for, for reals. Like, take the cast of Mad Men and make him do this. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, really Elizabeth Moss could be Haley. Yeah. January Jones could be Bianca Steeplechase. Yeah. See, we're on it. We're on it. Already, that's half already, of it right there. That's half of it right there. Yeah, such a such a fun book. I think y'all should pick up Batman. But it's not that expensive. Real I mean, I thought that the, I was surprised that it's not on DC Universe. But I mean, it's like you can find it. You can find used copies. I'm sure pretty cheap online. Otherwise, brand new. It was like twelve bucks. It was it was me not going out to lunch once. Like <laughs> that's that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Hey, totally worth I'm, it. Hey, good job on the budget, by the way. You know? Yeah. Bravo. So two questions for you, sir. Do you oh, have man. a favorite scene? Oh wow. I don't know if it's like my favorite. Um or a standout. I, I yeah, I, I I like that first scene where they're in the Batcave because it's it's really Barbara leading the whole thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and I don't know, just to me that I don't know, it established like the break. It established this is what we do, this is our life, and like I think that whole that whole scene right there is like what sells me on the book, the concept of it's because it's completely flipped. It's like Batgirl's running the show, you know. She's kind of invited, you know, Ricard <laughs> into this. You know, there's a little bit of he's kind of jealous of Bruce, and um, I don't know. I like I like all that stuff. I am a Barbara Gordon Batgirl fan, uh-huh. so definitely like you said, where Bruce is kind of like the the lead and the background lead, but. she's basically up front and center almost throughout the whole thing. And so I kind of think my favorite scene or part is after he, after uh, Rickard got scratched by Bianca the first time and they're back at the estate and they do a, she's kind of taking care of him. And then they do a quick, just kind of flashback of his, of his story and how she was there at the circus too. And and because, because we always, when we think of Dick Grayson, he's this talented performer and he's very graceful and everything and to this the it just shows the flashback of like i don't want to say like he's a mess because that's uh 
that's exaggerating a little bit, but he just, he's not the version that we know. I don't know through that scene. I think it's a, I think it's a good scene and it, it really shows. It tells a lot about these two characters. It's not heavy on action or anything. It's more or less just kind of dramatic, but well, it's, really it's, the, it's like the opposite of the scene. I just told you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, true. Like you see the heart, you know, the heart of, of like the relationship there. So, yeah. And then the last question before, before we go, do you have a favorite panel? Oh man. Um, do I have a favorite panel? Or does something That's stand out under your head book? as soon as I ask you? Well, when I think of thrill killer, I actually think of the, the first cover that I saw, which was just for issue one, the one that, that popped for me, you know, mm-hmm. like that's, that's why I picked it up. Cause I remember walk, I still remember being in the shop that day and just seeing like, Oh, what's up with this, you know, Batman. I mean, this, this, honestly, this Robin and Batgirl story, you know? So the cover yeah. covers what brought me in, man. And so I, I really, I really love that. But yeah, there was just something about like, it was just intriguing to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So it did a job. Cause here I am talking about it 20 something years later. <laughs> You know, spreading spreading the good word, getting people that never heard word. of it to blindly buy it and read it twice. Yeah, I hope people do. I really do. I hope they 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 read it, and I hope it touches their hearts. <laughs> well, what would be something it, that they just start selling all these copies of Thrill Killer, and they're like, "We got to got to make more of these. We got to make an what anime." Happened? What happened? Well, actually, uh, these nerds on this Batman podcast uh, uh, talked about Thrill Killer, and. Yeah. Every- Spread the good word. And so I'd probably say that my my favorite panel or one that comes to mind a lot is the full page panel of Barbara's mom, her her being dead. And so it's almost like the moonlight oh. as she's spread out on the ground and like the, the bat symbol. Yeah. It's dark. I know it's dark. Yeah. So, I, okay. Favorite is a terrible word. We're learning a lot about me in this one. Yes. That's, that's, a, that's a grisly scene, man. I, I think it's, it's a very, it's a very like haunting image. And I think that like haunting is impactful. So I guess that that's why it's such a standout to me is I think the story up to that point, even it doesn't necessarily say that she, that she was murdered, but then it it sounds as if she just left. But then, then I think it does come up quickly after that. I'm I don't know where it does say like she's murdered or something. And then it is kind of like as you're reading the story, and then you just turn and you look at the next page, and boom, there it is, full page spread, and it's like, holy shit! I don't know. That's a striking image to me, a standout. It's not my favorite. We'll say that I wasn't happy <laughs> to see that here. picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! So yeah. I mean, hey. and, and, and I think that's a hard question to ask, though, in a book like this, because it's a mini series. I mean, most of the books you're going to talk about are like collected pieces. Mm-hmm. Like, but when you think about, like, say, talking about year one, it's definitely like for me the scene where he's at the dinner, yeah, or maybe the scene with Bruce in the in the in the alley. But like with this, I think each book kind of has its own, like the scene that that pops out for me. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, and these covers are beautiful too. So they are. Yeah. They are. So, hey, that's Batman Thrill Killer. Hey, Batman Thrill Killer. How it was a little bit of year one to tease us, tease us to go. Yeah, in sorry. I, I did I <laughs> yeah. talk too much about year one. Not at all. I'd say, okay, it's Batman. Go listen so to that works. episode. Go listen to that. <laughs> go listen to that. Pete, Pete was very excited. Actually, he was really funny when he asked, like, what you and I were going to talk about. And I go, Thrill Killer. And he goes, oh, I hate that book. <laughs> yeah, he hates it. <laughs> he hates, he hates I don't know it. Why. I don't know why, man. Like, I mean... Yeah, he was pretty much 
that's in my long box. I'm going to sell yeah. that. <laughs> I just need to get rid of it. I have those issues and I need to get rid of it. I'm like, why don't you just send them to me? I'll gladly put them in my long box. <laughs> wow. That's so, that's, I, I got, I'm going to find out why he hates it. Yeah, we need to dig into this and be like, what's what's the yeah, deal? What like a- we need to have like an intervention episode. Like, oh man, we're gonna talk about the best books, and then be like, we're just talking about Throw Killer. What's up, dude? Just kidding, Pete. We need to know what's going on. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, Throw Killer. I like that. Said something of like he, yeah, he did not like the art, and I was like, we can't talk about this. Then what? <laughs> we can't talk about this. No, oh man, I'm out. I'm out. He has. He has no he has no rights to to say anything. Justin Kowalski. All right. Th- thank you so much for doing this, my friend. Yeah, man, it was so fun. I I want to come back and talk about other books. With bring up another them. one that I've never heard of before. So dig oh, gosh. deep. Because I know that okay. we're going to touch on because we already have we've touched on on a couple of classics like uh, Year One and Long Halloween and Dark Victory of like ones that everybody's heard of, and I really, of course, I'll always read. I'll read anything, especially classics, because they're classics for a reason. But then you get thrown a yeah. curveball, and I really want to. Like, I, I want it? those. Yeah, I want those good reactions. Like I've it's never the read lowest this, rated so. episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, what? There's a lot of uh, Pete Bears out there. <laughs> yeah, you and I downloaded it, and that was it. <laughs> um, so yeah, the curveballs. I mean, I, that's what I, I really look forward to doing too. So nice. I appreciate it. So All if right. anybody wants to uh, hear your words. Talk to talk to you. Reach out. Anything. What What do you want to tell them? Where do, um, Where do they go? Yeah, you can. You can. Uh, I would love for you to follow. Um, you know the podcast at Let's Go Comic Show on a, uh, you know Twitter and stuff. Uh, but you, you hit hit me up on Twitter. I like talking to people. I like to sometimes stir the pot, but it's mostly in fun. <laughs> I don't, some people take it so serious. It's so funny. Like everything is like what you know, the hot takes, and then yep. you know, that. and sometimes it's funny. Sometimes like the dumb things I say get like the most traction. You're like, why did? And you're like, I was just kidding. I was, you know, I, there was a little, maybe a little bit of like hee hee, but yeah, <laughs> did I do that? But yeah, Twitter hit me up, J underscore Raka, J Raka, holla. Undersc- and like I said at the top. At the top of the show, since this show is still starting out, I want to just keep reiterating to follow on Twitter at the Batman BC, and then also email, and it can be over anything, especially questions. And maybe maybe we'll get enough questions that we can start incorporating them into the show and answer. Because I'd love to answer random Batman questions. That'd be fun. And that's at the Batman BC at gmail.com. And my Twitter is at Lauer underscore Ryan. Lauer spelled like lower. So hey, thanks hey. again, Justin, for coming on. Of course. And follow Twitter people because then I'll be able to tell you what the next episode is going to be so we'll talk to you soon <laughs>